0: Confident, say it with me. Confident. Welcome to another fantastical, educational. This time, sexual, sensual. Ooh, baby. Episode of confidently insecure, the podcast where we are absolutely sure. We don't know everything, and that couldn't, I say this every week, that could be more true about this topic. It turns out I just don't know jack shit, but I really am excited to dive into this week with our fantastic guest, Miss Justine Cross, or should I call you dominatrix, ma'am, the owner, what do I, how do I refer to you?
1: Well... You can call me mistress when you're on your knees, but for now, you can call me Justine. So, you know, listener, she's not on her knees. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so
0: excited to have you. So Justine is a professional BDSM consultant, which like, I love that that exists as a position and lifestyle dominatrix based in Los Angeles. Um, You are also the owner of Dungeon East, which what is Dungeon East? (laughs)
1: Uh, Dungeon East is a private BDSM studio located in downtown LA. Um, It is a really beautiful play space that has all the the BDSM furniture and toys and props and stuff. And you might have seen people with the, the, we have a very famous yes mistress sign that's like a marquee yes mistress sign. So a lot of people take their photos in there and it's also (laughs) been in like, well, it's been in a lot of porn, so you might have seen it on King.com, but it's also (laughs) been in like like uh, Little Women Los Angeles and like various shows oh. on a and stuff like that. So. Wait, was
0: any chance was an E! show there once?
1: Maybe some stuff happens there that I don't necessarily always know, you know, because like the yeah. contract doesn't always say right, the thing, it's you know, so um, it there, might I'm... have been it was I'm... on Goop. You, know, oh. you might have seen it on goop you don't <laughs> yeah, have to admit it title. you can just you can just kind of like nod you know wink
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone's like oh goop oh I just admitted I'm yeah yeah
1: because
0: I also wonder I know we did some videos about BDSM at BuzzFeed when I back in the day when I worked there and um, we also did a ton of interviews and like fun videos with sex mm-hmm. workers and Uh, I'm on a show on E! that is a LGBT plus dating, uh, blind dating show, where I'm a comedian that comments on blind dates. Confidants, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this show a million times. It's called Dating No Filter. And we went, there was one first date that we watched where they went to a BDSM room, but... Are, are there like a ton in Los Angeles? I was like, yours has got to be like the one, right?
1: <laughs> well, it's the only one I would go to. Um, there are a few, um, you know, well, I mean, I... I... You know, mine do look the best. I used to have another yeah. one, Dungeon West. Unfortunately, that closed mm. because of COVID. Right. Um, right. But it th- both of them were in tons of mainstream stuff. That might have happened. I'm not sure. Um, oh my gosh, I'll I have to circle some...
0: back. On that. Yeah,
1: I'll look at it okay. later. Maybe it. What? Like I said, I don't always know what goes on in there at night. Yeah. You know. That's
0: a, that's probably for the best. um I Probably.
1: I don't like to see the BDSP and <laughs> like crumbs. <laughs>
0: PDSM Crumbs is like yeah. it should be the title of someone's memoir. I don't know who, but someone's. Um so I also uh just want to oh see my battery's being Sorry <laughs> confidants, for the audio issue. That was my fucking fault. We're back here now. Good. And and that totally plays into the thing that I was going to say next cuz you saw me mm-hmm. looking down at my recorder being like uh the other thing i want to bring up is we've tried recording this episode interview with you like three fucking times and something has always happened and so i'm so glad we have a full battery we have time we are finally able to chat
1: yeah it was really rough the first time like i think you broke your foot and then like and then i was like just take some time and you're like no we'll just meet and i'm like no i just it's okay, It I was like, right. I felt really bad. I was like, oh, we got off on the wrong foot, and I'm literally like, come to meditation. Foot. Like, it's okay. Just like, if your foot is broken, we don't have to like work and today. Thank God <laughs> it wasn't,
0: because I was going yeah. skiing literally the next week, and that's why I was like freaking out that I broke my foot. And I was like, oh my God, if I broke my foot right before skiing, that's just like Mercury and retrograde. But speaking no. of your classes, you so graciously gave me access to one of your online classes that you do because I was going to ask like how COVID has affected your business and uh, one of the things you do, and I think you were doing before COVID, right, was online classes or is that something
1: new? we always did classes but they were always in person and just kind of randomly when i wanted to do them and then also i worked with other organizations like ucla or the lgbt centers like models of pride so it was like with the youth um so now we switched it to completely online um as my entire business completely shifted to 100 online versus before it was like maybe 15 percent online but it was mostly based on in-person things and events and, and stuff like that. So um yeah, so we started all these new classes and, and the class that well if you want to say the class that you went to, is that okay? Yeah, of okay. course. Thanks for asking. um yeah, so um my partner does something called BDS imitation and um I, I was happy that you came and enjoyed it. And so I didn't we know just, that was
0: your partner. Yeah, oh
1: that was my yeah, that was my partner. We <laughs>
0: hid in the background. We like kept our That's what she said. Off. <laughs> she said, She's
1: we like, were, Hi. We were yeah. so
0: I I don't know, not afraid but like <laughs> We were like, oh my gosh, what if we, we were just so nervous that we just, really what? Yes. okay, here's the thing is like, we are very kinky. We're in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. We're very like open with our sexuality, but there's something about when it becomes involved with other people that I get really mm-hmm. nervous about. Like once I was at a sex party and someone you know we were hooking up and they they waited till after to tell me that they knew who i was which made me feel super uh. weird and i was like oh gosh and so i keep like a little bit of anonymity mm-hmm. in the world but mm-hmm. yeah it was one of those moments where i was like i don't know what to do i'm just going to turn it off i'm scared
1: <laughs> <laughs> no that's totally understandable i mean i think it's like when you're a public figure um you know, you want to express your sexuality and do things, but it gets like weird if people know who you are. I would that would be totally weird if like they didn't say who you were. It's like not weird if you just mentioned like, oh, oh hi, I know you and I'm a fan and not like Yeah. I used to mm. just
0: tainted the entire Yeah. It's tainted like my experiences carrying on. So it's just something I need to let go
1: of really like people, like I used to hook up with a lot of married women who didn't tell me they were married. And I'm like, this seems oh. like important information that you should let me know
0: about. Well, like, that's like such a good point it, of like respect and and yeah. um, upfront honesty with your job. Like, can you talk more about that of like what you expect in sort of like a relationship like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it um well in terms of like people that i'm seeing like personally or just right. like in terms of professional, both i guess uh, like you have
0: different um, boundaries for both
1: yeah well i mean i think that this this job or career or business is makes it really clear to ask people questions and to mm-hmm. establish your boundaries and make it really clear like what is on my no list it's a short list <laughs> but i have one and you know i'm i'm constantly um Assessing, well, I know what my boundaries are, and I'm right. always telling people what they are. And I think that that helps me in, you know, personal and professional relationships. And yeah. you will find that yeah. a lot of people do not have very good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because where do we learn our boundaries from? Well, our parents, and yep. they don't have good boundaries because no one taught them good boundaries. And right. then we grow up, we go to therapy, and we realize it's a big old mess, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, like, one of the first things we're taught as children is, like, we don't have agency over our own body. Right. Is, like right. we're told go kiss grandma Ooh, I, you know yeah yes. and so I think that that is really changed in the last like few years yes. and so that's good so I think yes. that I think that being in a queer community and also the BDSM community the conversations that I have with my friends whether they're sexual or not like mm-hmm. I've you know I've had various sexual escapades with my friends but we're very clear about those boundaries or even right. just things like hi my friend is house sitting okay like what are your expectations of me for that Let's write it down. Let's have a five-minute conversation. Wow. What does that look like? And yeah. you're able to have that like five-minute check-in conversation. Mm. Whether it's like, wh- what's going to happen before we do drugs tonight? What's going right, to happen before right. we go to this party? What, what's going to happen when we right. go to the sex party? You know, right,
0: right. Well, I think that that it brings up such a good point about talking about boundaries in the BDSM community because people I I would assume mainstream media has only projected it in the sense of 50 shades of gray where you have to wear like a suit and tie at a long table and like there's paper and contract and you know is (laughs) there yeah (laughs) right like god don't even get me started but is it like is there you know you say it so casually when you're like hey like what what are your expectations from me like I think that's such an interesting topic to dive into. Like, how do you even open up the conversation of boundaries and consent? Um, let's maybe talk about personal life that is leading into maybe more like a kink community. Cause I think there's a lot of people who want to explore this world and they don't know even how to get their feet wet. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that, um, what I My advice to people is to have sort of a pre-conversation about that. It's like, so you say, oh, okay, like, well, I want to have a conversation with you about kink or about like my expectations for like um dinner with your parents tonight (laughs) when can we talk about that so you set an expectation you set a container and it doesn't have to be a very long conversation but I think that this is something really missing where we don't often ask for consent we don't often talk about boundaries or expectations and everyone remembers some night out where no mm. one talked about that. And and two people get into a fight and mm. you're like, what the fuck happened? And right. It's usually with your crazy, like, psycho yes. host, B-sex girlfriend. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, everyone has, like, instantly remembers. And it's right. like, it, the whole thing could have been avoided if there was just, like, a five minute in the car before you get there. Like, let's just talk about, like, what we how long we want to stay mm. who do we want to talk to what's our signal for getting me out of a conversation yes. what's my safe word for when i'm like done and the right part, you know couples usually have that like safe word uh, sometimes right. have a safe word for leaving parties you yeah. know oh fully something like that or for you know, sure
0: mine is i'm leaving do you want to come <laughs> or are you staying
1: <laughs> mine is by yeah bye. It, it's my yeah and <laughs> So, and, and I think that that's really helpful because I think those are the things that are, that tend to be, when we used to go out to parties, you know, or whatever. Yeah. or what you are know, those? Dinner. <laughs> Yeah, dinner with your parents, which can, you know, these things that still happen virtually, um, mm. you know, and, and, and I think it's nice to also, um, you know, sometimes like hard things come up and there's space to deal mm. with like hard things too, where mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, like maybe this won't be the entire dinner conversation, but like it's okay to say to someone, I know we have dinner plans tonight, but I'm having a really hard day because of this. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that or can you just? Understand that I might not be mm. this super chipper self, and right. I've had these conversations with people this way, and it's it's really absent in a lot of mainstream conversations. Yeah,
0: well, there's something too about everything having to go online, and and like kind of going back to the class that my partner and I got to take with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like also that safe space now that we've gone virtual where I think people can explore their, you know, wild side a little more, you know, like now almost feels like the best time to kind of dip your toes into the water and start to find out like what those kind of conversations sound like or what kind of things you are into or, you know, like, do you have any opinions about that just with it being online?
1: Yeah, well, I think that it's a really safe and great time to explore because, well, one, A lot of people just don't even have access to a lot of BDSM, whether that's parties or classes. And now that it's online, everyone has access to it. Mm. It's also generally, well, mine, I have a sliding scale, so it's very inexpensive if you don't have a lot of money. So that's like another way that it's accessible to people. Um, But it's also something like, you know, if you decide 15 minutes in it's not for you you can just leave and no one's gonna notice or care I have definitely been at like a bondage class where I was like this is fucking bullshit but there was only five people there and it's really awkward leaving and they're like oh why are you leaving and I'm like because you suck I have a dungeon (laughs) I'm gonna go tie my girlfriend up there and like I never want to see you people
0: again I'm taking my
1: Trader Joe's chips and leaving (laughs) you know (laughs)
0: Taking my Trader Joe's and leaving is such a good exit um, word for couples if you need a safe word. I'm taking my Trader Joe's good Yeah, but that's such a good point. So the class that we took was the breath or do you want to kind of introduce uh. what it is?
1: Yeah, so it's it's called BDSM imitation. It's something that my partner yeah. Jordan Wollen does, and so yeah, BDSM just goes with so Such many things. Such a good yeah. <laughs> so uh, she's a, a hypnotherapist and Reiki master mi- oh, mixtrist whatever. Yeah. So we wanted to create a. It's just a guided meditation, but we make it a safe space for um, people who are in sex work and people in the BDSM community. So you can do things in there, like if you want to tie yourself up, you can do that. Um, I don't take it very often with her because it's like hard because we're both dogs. It's like yeah. it's too much, but I always yeah. recommend other people to go. So I think the one that she did this week was about exploring, like what you want your like dom persona to be or some persona, mm. but it's not necessarily even like about BDSM. No, it's it's it, really just yeah. about the meditation, but knowing yeah. that it's a safe space that right. this is someone who understands BDSM. And if you want to yeah. share something like, oh, wow, I just like had this vision of a dom. No one's going to be like, what the what? fuck? <laughs> you,
0: know? you can't say that on a zoom call for <laughs> yeah. work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it didn't feel like, me and Jared weren't sure what to expect. We're like, should we take our clothes off? Like, and, and he was like, no. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Probably not. That's like, no one asked for no, that. No, don't do that. Yeah, it, like that's a rule. Um, uh, yeah, But yeah. we weren't sure what to expect. But it was it. It brought in like an aspect to BDSM that I hadn't thought about, which is like connecting with your own body before even going into any physical or partner stuff that it was really nice and just like soft. And it felt really, Mm -hmm. it did feel really safe. Might've been because we had our video off, but it did feel really (laughs) safe. Like we were on our couch, just like hanging out. So I highly recommend that. I'm going to put those links for sure in the bio. Oh,
1: wonderful. Well, I'm glad you had a good experience. And I think that, you know, in any time, it's good to take, you know, some self-care in whatever ways that you need, but especially Mm. right now. And I know that for Mm. me, I've always been like the queen of self-care, but like my self-care is not available to me because when it used to be, when I has a mad, I'm going to France (laughs) and drinking champagne for two weeks and I can't Uh do that now. So, you know, Mm. I think it's important to find like other ways to do that self-care and especially because this year is just been this... Weirdly really weird yeah. hard year even if yeah. you're thriving even if you have right. money even if you have friends even if you even if you have a dick next door you have full <laughs> charge on your batteries it's still rough it yes. is still rough find the self-care that you need right. take your time connect right. with your body connect yeah. with your breath your mind is quiet right so. well
0: like I have to imagine that your job you are like kind of a sex therapist as well like I know that there's Credentials you can go to actually get like a PhD and all that shit, but like I feel the same way that like a hairdresser is a therapist. Also, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh yeah, you don't get to be one without the other. And you know, I think something that I've noticed among like my group chats with my my girlfriends is that the the couples' um sex life and lifestyle has become so monotonous and redundant because of COVID, where you like see that person every day you're hanging out with them all the time there's nothing really new to explore it's like the same porn categories like you know maybe a new (laughs) toy if you're lucky but it it, there's a lot of monotony in the in like you know says het couples it tends to be my 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 group chats but um yeah (laughs) you know it's i think with anyone there's gonna be ebb and flow in their sex life but but I keep saying all of that as like a a precursor to like now is the time for you to explore your kink and like what you're into so do you have any advice for people who maybe are yeah like experiencing kind of like that rut as they say and and uh need to to dive deeper into some um something beyond missionary
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well now is a good time to explore and and i think also you know this has been like a obviously big reset and slowdown for us and mm. now we all we have is time so Mm -hmm. we can explore those things we can uh do that and you know the classes that i run i've taken a bit of a break from doing live classes right now i might start Mm -hmm. up a bit but all uh so i run all my classes through eventbrite so you can always find them and the bds imitation that happens every wednesday night um like seven o'clock and PST, Los yeah. Angeles time. Um, it's like I sign every meeting now, even text. I'm like, I'm oh, going to meet you at same. one o'clock. PST. And I'm like, same. wait, you, you live here. <laughs> You're
0: my I girlfriend. didn't even know what mountain time was before <laughs> COVID. Now I'm like, I've got three calendar <laughs> reminders of like right. what time is things happening. I'm totally ready right. on that. <laughs>
1: um, so, so we run everything through Eventbrite. So you can always find that at LosAngelesBDSMEvents.com. But it's all, everything is online until further notice. Um, however, all the classes that I have, We've recorded them, so they're also on Gumroad, which is just gumroad.com/slash Justine Cross. But if you go to my main site, it's all there and everything. So yeah, so you can find. So I have classes that are intro to BDSM. I have a class that's like a intro to your dominant persona, an intro to submissive stuff. You know, your submissive persona. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my partner does classes that are um. Uh, the more active one, not active, but not the theoretical. Oh, practical. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. She does <laughs> ones go. that are like flogging and bondage mm, and stuff like that. Mm. So it, whether you're single or a couple or, you know, people come to classes both as a single or as a couple, it doesn't matter. You can learn all these things. And also, this is the time to figure out what you like. Yeah. Because now, like, I hope that if people are dating, they're doing it safely. Right. <laughs> and you, you have like a much you can be a lot I mean well I hope everyone is being really picky always but you but now (laughs) even more even more because like you're not the risk factors like you're not gonna meet someone up for a drink and like have like crappy sex with them because you might risk killing. Right. You, you know what I mean? So, right. so you get to know yourself more and get to know someone else like in this courtly way. Um, so.
0: oh, that's such a fun, that's such a Bridgerton oh. way of putting it. it is like, <laughs> ha, like we're all a little bit res- more respectable of ourselves. Cause we can't go out for drinks. Um, okay. Yeah. So I would love to like, pivot shift Mm -hmm. into some fan questions because um a lot of these are like some of them start with uh what does bdsm stand for that i was like oh yeah that could have been like a very first question to start talking with you with i was assuming most of our listeners have at least heard of it but maybe that's a good one to start with is what does bdsm stand for
1: Sure. um well it is an acronym and it stands for um I always get it wrong. I' know it's like bondage it's like you know you hear it all the time and you're like I don't know it's yeah uh, bondage dominance, discipline um, sadomasochism. so broken down bondage is anything where you're getting tied up um like rope stuff like that um you know discipline anything you're being told to do certain things like go stand in the corner there's like a rea- an action or reaction to something uh dominance the act of just exerting control or power over someone um submission you know being the the um mm-hmm you know, receiver, (laughs) the the bottom, what are you submissive in (laughs) the the cage, you know, (laughs) the bottom, you know, um, sadism, you know, the act of deriving pleasure from inflicting pain upon someone and masochism, uh, the act of receiving pleasure from, you know, receiving that pain.
0: That's a lot of scientific ass words. Like no wonder they made it into an acronym because I'm like, (laughs) oh yeah, that it encompasses so many things but i think uh-huh. again people automatically go to that stereotype of 50 shades like as like a professional in this world were you just like uh eye roll to the max with that or were you kind of glad that it got it out on the scene a little bit
1: um i i think i'm glad that it got out because it it was the first time that something like bdsm was really truly mm-hmm. in the mainstream mm-hmm. um you know the books are completely laughable like it, it- it's like bad fanfic from the Twilight yeah. series, like, you know, which I didn't read. Um, you know, and I have to say that, like, I, I remember the when the first one came out, it was definitely Valentine's Day weekend in Los Angeles, which was great because everyone oh, was high yeah. and we're all just high together, like watching yeah. and we're all just laughing like our asses off. And it was like a really fun, like accidental group date, you know, yeah. But I, but I always say that the second one. I think had and it's sad because I think like the director and producers actually wanted to make it really good, but the writer right. was such an asshole and like mm-hmm. doesn't understand that she's not good, like yeah. made it terrible. But the second one is actually really good.
0: Oh, um, okay. It, it is.
1: And and I, can't I remember you
0: Yeah, the the it.
1: second one was um cuz I did something with like um a funnier die and I was I like went to see it with one of one of their people and like I was supposed to electrocute him every time something bad happened, oh, but it was gosh. actually really good. Oh, good. Because they did a lot of things about he uh, they talked a lot about consent and boundaries. Yep. Um they showed oral sex like receiving from, you know, a female perspective, which was which amazing. Is like- unheard of and you never see that idea. yeah yeah and one of the things that he did because you know Christian one of his things is that you know he doesn't want to be touched like right. because he was horrifically abused and right so he takes like lipstick and draws on his chest and says you can touch me outside here but you right. can't touch me here and that was really beautiful mm. and so it was so well done but it's also something I've literally done in session where I've taken lipstick and drawn on people and you know and and also they confronted you know toxic abusive relationship with like the older woman and that was nice that they confronted that and which wasn't as dealt with in the book and you know
0: the first one didn't cover like any of that shit
1: (laughs) yeah the first one is not good if you're looking for the, the second one got me hot and I really enjoyed like right I didn't have much to say about it that no
0: critiques no deep critiques
1: not really not really yeah
0: uh well that was definitely a question in here someone asked like what are you what are your opinions on uh 50 shades um so another question maybe a good intro-y one is how did you even get into it
1: oh yeah you know i it's funny because when i was in high school my friends gave me this book i was a teenage dominatrix by shauna (laughs) kenny and um yeah, and then I was a dominatrix. Um they're like, you're just you would be really good at this. Ah. I'm like, ah, whatever. And then like a few years later I did it. Um yeah, I knew some friends who did it professionally and like I had like kinky boyfriends and after I graduated from college I moved out to Los Angeles. I have I have degrees in literature and psychology. And that does nothing for me. That's why I'm a sex worker. <laughs> ah, yeah. So it, well, yeah. college so anyway, is a scam. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely in the liberal arts. So that's yeah. why I'm a dom. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so then I just started working at a, a commercial space because I needed money. And um, you know, a commercial dungeon is one where it's like people are on shifts. So think of it like ah. um, like a strip club, but sure. not a strip club. So but- it's like that. And then from there. I was there for about like a year, a year and a half, and then I moved to being independent, which is what I am now, just booking and doing all my own things.
0: The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah. Fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands.
1: I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants <gasps> right now. You are. They are so. They're they're loose. They're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like I can dress them up. I can dress them down. Yes. They are. They're the perfect pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them.
0: Honestly I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my God. I know I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com um slash Kelsey. Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? (laughs) You are talking to two sober sallies. You know, Zach and I love to drink recess, zero proof craft mocktails because it's a guilt free way to unwind. It has 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, and it is sweetened with agave because y'all know I got that sugar addiction. It has incredible flavors. One of my favorites is the grapefruit paloma. The paloma is actually one of the last drinks I was drinking when I was drinking alcohol. So this is like a nice little nostalgia moment and it still feels really fun in my hand. And there's no reason we should be missing out on the partying either. It's such a good replacement for alcohol, a great drink for having in between alcoholic drinks, unwinding at home, at dinner parties, chilling on the couch. It is endless. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences
1: things and then I needed a dungeon so then I got a dungeon dungeon west and then I needed another dungeon as one does I needed as my you summer need dungeon yeah I needed a summer dungeon yes. well LA is a big place with a lot of traffic sometimes yeah. you can't no. quite yeah oh my gosh I
0: fully so- can see how that was actually the reason because downtown yeah. and then like West LA, right, it was, forget about it. Was, it. Yeah,
1: mid city. So it could take then like got, four hours. <gasps> oh, absolutely. It's faster for me to fly to New York than it is right. to go across. So, yeah. So then I got Dungeon East. And so then it was sort of operating three businesses overlap, but separately like Justine, Dungeon West, Dungeon East. As I mentioned, Dungeon West did have to close because of COVID. Yeah, right. um, so bittersweet, but you know, I. I'm fine. I got a new condo. I'm sitting in Woo-hoo. it. This is the remains of my empire. Here's my, yeah. same, you know, here's the,
0: here's St. So, and, Andrew's cross in the back. Yeah, there's <laughs> my casual. cross.
1: There's my cage. You know, yeah, casual, casual, casual. So, yeah, <laughs> so you're doing fine. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm fine. Dungeon East yeah. is open. It remains open through this entire time because it's something that we can do safely, and you know, we don't, we're not allowing any parties or group events. Mm-hmm. Very limited production. It, it's mostly just private couples. So right
0: so. and that's kind of something we talked about before we started recording was like that a dungeon is actually like the cleanest safest place you could be during COVID.
1: yeah i i luckily i had just gone gotten a lot of supplies before this all happened because i was just like cannibalizing my own supplies. Like I did not run out of toilet paper once, you know, because, because I had, I have, you know, steradol wipes, hand sanitizer, Mm -hmm. alcohol gloves, puppy pads, but I always had all that stuff. So we always use that. We were always cleaning. And I'm just disgusted. At the very beginning I remember being so disgusted when I was hearing what people were doing cleaning their houses or office spaces. And I'm right? like, Do you mean to tell me you don't regularly really wipe deep sanitize?
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh gross. Well,
1: people don't wash their hands. And I now- was say uh.
0: it's like we're all getting back to like the basics of like kindergarten, like ha- sing happy <laughs> birthday while you wash your hands. But that's really good to mm-hmm. hear. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same thing about like how I felt about skiing, actually, is I was like, ooh, this might be dangerous. And then I was like, wait, skiing is one of those activities that you're wearing gloves. You have a face mask. You literally couldn't be more separated from people. And so I was like, all right, we all still have we all still have to live, you know, as yeah, long as it's not putting people in danger.
1: No, that's a totally that's a really great example of a completely safe COVID safe activity. <laughs> right. I mean you might break your foot or like you know right. but, oh, God forbid But you know totally safe. And, you know, right. in the beginning, it's like, you know, before we realized how bad it was, I was like, mm. okay, like I'll wear a gas mask and, you know, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I that's can't do totally this. totally
0: normal. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, you know, we were cracking and I was like, whoa, we can't do any of this stuff and, you know, right. shut it all down for me. But yeah, so it's, it's, um, but in terms of just disinfecting things, right. It's always, yeah. always
0: been surgical level
1: I indeed, love that indeed yeah I will um, never run out of rubbing alcohol so. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say so y'all heard it here first when the apocalypse hit, hits I'm going to Justine's <laughs> house yeah. um, this I thought was an interesting question what is the burnout rate in there in this profession is there a lot of turnover
1: oh yeah definitely Um, I mean, probably I would say like 10%, like make Mm. it, I mean, I don't know what the exact rate is, but like, not that many people last longer than like a year or two. Um. Cause you're
0: like a vet. I would say, right? Yeah, like I know you, that. Yeah. You're like kind of you're in <laughs> the you're known in the industry. You're yes. like the go to person for BDSM podcast guests. Like you're you're like, yes, the I am. yeah.
1: Please book me if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um I, yeah, it it it's very high and it's hard to know what those numbers are. Mm. Um because you only you only see success stories, you know, you right. only see the people who hang around and but it's not a lot, but I find that the thing is, is that for people who do sex work, you kind if you were, once you reach a certain point, you kind of never leave mm. because it's so easy to go back to you and you'll always find people who are going to want to pay you for that thing, whether they're your right. old clients or not. Like there's very few other jobs that you could take like a five-year break and go back in and pretty much just like kind make of almost same. make your stay <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I mean? There's like a bit of a learning curve and like, you know, because the thing is that clients, ebb and flow anyway. Sure. You know? Oh, that's um, a
0: good point. Yeah, not everyone so, stays with like the same likes forever.
1: Right. Yeah. It's it's like you're you're freelancing. So right. you might have your client for a while, but you're just gonna constantly have to get new clients and people anyway. So right. it's it's pretty high. But but then people stay once they make money because it's like, why would you not? It's your own your boss, you can make a fuck ton of
0: money. I was going to ask, that was another question that I thought was so rude. Someone was like, how much money do you make? But I was like, I can't ask it that way. But (laughs) I mean, when you get past that burnout rate, like when you get past the 10%, you know, and you're consistently keeping this as your full-time gig, is there a like a flex, right? Like I think it's something like only 10% of startups ever reach a million dollars in revenue, which is like a weird crazy thing to think of like that many Mm -hmm. businesses fail. But is there like a point of maybe success that you reach where you're like comfortable
1: Well, it really depends on what your level of comfort is and where you live. I live, we live in Los Angeles. That's one of the most expensive cities (laughs) cities in the world. So I was looking at someone on um, a platform that's like OnlyFans, but much better (laughs) called ABN Stars. And she was in the top for a long time. And i was like, wow, she must be really pulling it in. Mm. And she posted what she made. And she said, you know, my goal this year was to make 100K and I just made it a few over that. And I was like, oh, oh, Okay that's a lot of money but in los angeles that's that's like no- barely fucking nothing <laughs> yeah. so let me just say i am making far more than that but i will not say what Hooray. it is but i am i am totally living a really comfortable life in yeah. los angeles so i am which doing is like really well yeah very and, hard mm-hmm. to do <laughs> it is I'm, I'm doing very well for myself and i you know it, it's good and it shows honey
0: yeah we love that we love new condos um <laughs> I,
1: this was, I know right
0: so new um i thought this was an another interesting question i hadn't thought about was are there any fetishes you're tired of of hearing or performing about like does anything kind of get like oh another one of these today
1: um <laughs> really I think the one that's like really popular right now um is is called forced buy but now they're because they can't say forced because like credit card companies oh, are getting their panties a like, the twist so it's yeah. like make me buy and like as someone who's like openly queer I find this category odd because I'm like I can't like make you do something you don't want to do right and, and also it's like if you want to go suck a dick like Go suck oh, so make me and...
0: bisexual. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, make yeah. me buy what? what? Oh buy no, you no, shoes? Oh, well, buy I, you? I have no problem. <laughs> that.
1: Wait, I'm like, yes, buy whatever I want.
0: If you want to financially fund, um, like, hello, I am available.
1: <laughs> yes. So I think that one. I I'm trying to understand that more because it's just mm. very popular. Oh, you froze. Okay.
0: I froze. You're kidding. No. We are we okay?
1: No yeah we're good we're good oh. it, it's my internet that's the only problem with this oh. thing but anyway yes we're okay fine. we're back
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the make me buy is one that's kind of like I feel like as a, a, a shared bisexual that I'm kind of like huh it just sounds like probably a, a a man afraid to be out in the real world but can feel some sort of um, if it's forced upon them during like play it's mm. not so I don't know fucking gay I guess is what like the way straight guys think <laughs>
1: I guess well yeah because it's certainly not a bunch of lesbians coming to me and being like you know make me suck a dick like no it's not it's men and so right so I don't know if it's like the way that or, or it's just like so thrilling because it's so like dirty or mm-hmm. you know I'm doing taboo. air quotes this is a podcast thing right but, you know, so, <laughs> I do
0: that all so, the time
1: it's <laughs> so taboo and you know um so I don't know I should probably ask men more about it but like they have I mean and I mm. but but it might just be because like you know we all have fantasies that we that we might jerk off to and I right. certainly do that I don't actually want to do in person totally What is you that? That well, it's like well, I've been doing sex work for a long time, so you <laughs> can really imagine the shit that I need to fucking like w- read or watch to get off. You know, it's like mm. right. You know, like in the in the BDSM community, we joke that like doctors are like the nastiest people because like they've been like, oh, looking at people's bodies forever. Yeah, so the shit that they're into. They're That's... in the shit is so <laughs> fucked up. No, it's like not to kink shame anyone, but it's like, no, it's but... really interesting. Mm. Different. It's not like foot fetish. <laughs> well, it doesn't,
0: it doesn't surprise me. Cause like if you're a plastic surgeon, especially say you're literally like cutting into bodies and like but you know, I don't want to like shift too much from the question mm-hmm. of like, what are the fetishes you're sick of hearing? But I did when I, we originally had a uh, plan to talk about this, it was right after the army hammer news broke. And I was like holy shit you know at first I was the person who was like defending it where I was like you guys are kink shaming like don't kink shame him like cannibalism play come on and then you know more started to come out about like the non-consensual sex and you know trigger word but you know the r word and um I I immediately retreated being like oh I thought I kind of knew this world, but I clearly didn't know even, you know, there, there's a power dynamic that I didn't understand that was happening. And so I even kind of had to, you know, check myself a little bit. And I was curious about, you know, your thoughts on that. Like, I don't know if that's a subject you're comfortable talking about, but just like what happens when that went so terribly wrong?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I didn't even know about this until like actually a reporter from some, somewhere else asked me about this mm. and I need to follow up. But it's, you know, w- without, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell because, you know, with these stories, it's always like a he said, she said, and we never right. know because we're not mm-hmm. there. So, and in, in, in just in terms, so I'll just blanket statements. In terms of fetishes, like, please, you know, don't kink shame people. Right. It's okay if it's not your cup of tea. Right. You don't have right. to do it. It's okay. And people are into some very different kinds of things. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And we have the internet and we can go find those yes. people. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and again, and this is why the the discussion of consent is so important. And I think yeah. that when we talk about people in mainstream media, who it comes out that, um, that they were, um, that they assaulted someone or something mm-hmm. like this, it's like, The conversations we can have with BDSM that you can apply to, you know, BDSM, your sex life, or you're just vanilla, not have anything to do with sex life, like going to dinner with your booze parents kind of (laughs) like, is what you need to have. And this is what I always say. This won't account for um, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. Right. This won't help you. Right. Because they're predators. But this will help you with the Aziz and Zaris of the world where Mm. neither person is talking about what is happening and Mm. so what's happening with that. The side note to that is that when you're talking about any men of power, like... Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. or Aziz Ansari or, mm-hmm. um, you know, this other guy, whatever. Whoever there's <laughs> the most an, plain
0: in, face, vanilla J. Crew, that guy, other guy, uh, yeah. whatever.
1: I mean, he's just got to stay white, rich and die. He'll be fine. so
0: <laughs> the, please make a shirt that says that stay white rich and die. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, it, these men, there's always going to be a supreme imbalance of power. Where they need to do everything I say in terms of how to have a a conversation about consent Mm. and boundaries. And then they need to do it three more times. Wow. Because someone else is going to just, for better or worse, like they're going to exert their power over right. someone in a mm-hmm. way that it is incredibly imbalanced because right. it's usually not a celebrity of even caliber that is coming out about this. But then it is. And the story is like Marilyn Manson and Evan, uh, Rachel Evan Woods mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that where there's this absolute power imbalance that's right. happening with these men.
0: Right. And I think that it's, it's like, uh, it's going to change a lot of, the way young women think too about consent because they're having to watch us kind of like reap what other powerful men have sowed. Like where if, you know, we're still getting like, well, if I would have been more, um, you know, loud enough or if I would have followed up enough and it's like, oh yeah, but we're not just teaching men to just not be fucking predatory and like, you know, disgusting. Um, but, but, that there's like this shame that kind of comes along with being involved with someone too that has these sort of kinks that become public or, you know, not necessarily in like Aziz's um, uh, situation, but Mm -hmm. I did feel like kind of like, ugh, for that girl because every girl's been in that position before, like Mm a hundred percent. So I guess like that leads to another fun question where (laughs) we were talking about shame, just like, Mm there um and i've talked about this on the podcast before um where like because i was re- raised very religiously i don't believe in it anymore but i was raised you know church three times a fucking week i was like oh am i so openly liberal and sexual because i was sort of um confined for the first like 13 14 years of my life or is that also kind of following me and haunting me because whenever i sometimes engage in in play I do still feel that shame and for some people that's like a turn-on and for me it makes me dry as the desert so like do you have any advice or tips for like shame involved with kink world
1: I mean I think that it's important to remember that you know everyone has these fantasies and and you know, the more that this is out publicly in the media, the more that we'll understand that these things are okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God bless that we have the internet or, you know, because (laughs) can you imagine, like, there's so much kink and sex shame now, but now we have, we have podcasts and media and all these ways where it's very much out in the open, where Mm -hmm. like, I have clients that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, before the internet existed, they're like, oh my God, can you imagine the shame that they had for liking shoes? For liking <laughs> Everyone has had a foot fetish as long as there have been feet. Right. There are cave painting drawings of like BDSM and masochism and stuff like that. So this has always existed. I didn't know because know that. Is, this is part, and I think like Dan Savage said it best, or like I think it was like on in like a book like Sex at Dawn or something where it's like, you know, human sexuality and BDSM mm. are older than religion. But wow. religion is trumping us in what we've, are being told what's okay. I mean, I think the thing is like obviously just be gentle with yourself. That this is going to take a long time to unwind. You're yeah. you've been programmed for the first eighteen years, ten years, a certain way, and then you get out there in the world and you're like, wait a minute god's bullshit holy shit well you know like or whatever it is it's like yeah. you know what whatever whatever you when you get out in the world and travel right. and meet other people and talk right. to other people you start realizing that like oh that might for better or worse the thing that i was told when i was growing up is not right. like actually yeah the, the like thing. if god
0: is real like the why did he create the clitoris if he didn't want us to experience pleasure I'm like um you're gonna believe god made a clit and didn't want us to fucking use it come on right i don't care what the bible says
1: (laughs) yeah and i'll be like religion is a lot of it is in western religion is patriarchal and it's about control and it's about money and Mm. that's you know and and also unfortunately some of it is very much about having access to to (laughs) writers um and you know we have to go into that but um and so it's it's oh. very freeing like I wasn't I was not raised I actually I was raised in a in religion but like in this sort of like very funny religion where it's like my my pastor was like literally he does like puppet shows from the pulpit and like my father was a Sunday school teacher sometimes Aww. but he was also like a stripper like before we before we met so like you it's like also a very grew up in Florida <laughs> <laughs> So no <laughs> so so it, it's interesting. So it's it's um you know it, it, these things just take time, but I think it's just like good to have a check in with yourself and also like have that one friend that you that maybe you're not even having sex with that it's like, Hey, it's okay that I like being spanked. Right. And your friend's like, fuck, yes it is. Go get spanked. You know? And it's like your champion and like reminds you because that's the message you want to replay. Not like, Oh, I like to be spanked. That's like not okay. You know, as long as you are not doing harm to yourself or Mm -hmm. other people, Mm. your kink, what you're into is fine. And you I, will find someone else who's yeah. into it.
0: <laughs> yes, I was going to say, there, you will also always be able to find your other half and use the internet for uh good um I it's already 4 30 which I'm like fucking sad about because half of the time was me running to get batteries for oh this I have more audio. time
1: if you want to push or I with... do have a
0: couple minutes okay. Okay, I have yeah. a I have a four thirty, but I already told them I was like I'm running over I'm doing a very important interview this is for science <laughs> you guys um okay. I, we have so many like interesting questions I really thought all of them were gonna be like what's the m- most fucked up thing she's ever had to do? like I thought it was gonna be very basic but these are all very like insightful, (laughs) kind of like more psychological. Um, so what advice would you give someone who's interested in getting into the profession?
1: Well, um, definitely right now, I would recommend doing things online only for safety reasons. Um, but you know i do some classes about sex work um mm. but the person who uh, but the person who i admire and look up to the most is someone named Amberly Rothfield and that's really what she does right now. So I would look to her, um, for different, for advice and recommendations. And she does a lot of free content, but she also does a lot of paid stuff. And I've mm. done a couple of consults with her and I cannot sing her praise enough. I've learned so much from her, um, because as I've shifted my business into something different, right. um, she's just been amazing. So I would definitely, you know, check out my stuff, but really but she she is our Beyonce so
0: oh she's the Beyonce of sex work yeah. I love that
1: yeah of teaching this of, and, of and, teaching and, yeah of, of teaching the of teaching this kind of thing not like the business just the business side of it mm. not not the how to be a dom or like how to be a good stripper or but the things that she teaches like honestly you can just do it for your vanilla business because it's stuff like <laughs> well you know
0: it's so funny one of the questions where are you an LLC <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know if I want to answer that, because that's like, um, I will Tax say,
0: questions? are you the IRS? Give I know. I'm MPMs. like, I'm like,
1: they're on to me. You know, can I just say, fuck the state board? I hate them. Like, <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's the right. answer. I've been trying to get in touch with them for re- anyway. What? Okay. So, um, yes, I have my own business and I pay my taxes.
0: There you uh, go. So
1: okay. Pay Enough your taxes, people. We're not Pay trying to fuck up your
0: bag on this podcast. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um how about uh do you need to have a lot of confidence to be a dominatrix?
1: <laughs> I don't know how it would work if you don't. Ah oh. Um I- but you know some people who are are doms like Mm -hmm. professionally are really submissive and you know Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have like the inside track to everyone's mind um I am extremely confident (laughs) I like get up every day and I'm like god I'm so beautiful fuck I look good yeah yes yeah and it's like. I was actually just joking with my, my partner and my my friend. I was like, you know, I think I should not compliment myself so much because you guys <laughs> then don't because I just say it. I go, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I look good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so, uh, yeah, I am very confident. I mean, we all have our like, you know, down days. Of yeah. course, I'm feeling extremely confident right now because I just yes. you know, got my Botox injection. you're ingenious. stunning. <laughs> you look amazing. But, thank you. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I would hope People are confident. Um, I know it's not always as easy for people to be confident um, as women. But also, and this is mm. something I talk about a lot, my job as a femme dom, mm. I am constantly being validated for being beautiful mm. and being smart and being female. Being female is an asset. Um, you know, Ooh. sex work is like, what, one of three professions that women make more money than men. Ugh. So every day, I am constantly complimented. Um, if I'm mean to people, I make more money. If I don't want to <laughs> talk to someone, I don't fucking have to. Um, and sometimes the meaner I am, the more money I fucking make, you know. See? And that's not other people's jobs. I still have no. to talk. Yeah. So this is also why I'm. it, it rides on itself. You know? It
0: almost seems like if you need to build more confidence, maybe look into a dominatrix position because it seems to really be validating as fuck. <laughs>
1: It's super validating, but it's like I also do private consults with people who are doing things that are not even not even getting to BDSM stuff. Like mm. I help someone who um, and I can talk about it because she wrote an article about it for The Guardian. And she's like, I don't know, like things are kind of not right in my life. But I was like, bitch, you need a planner and like stop talking to your yes. mom and oh. straighten her out. And I haven't seen her since. She's very successful now. She's there really, you go. You set
0: them up for success. <laughs> See, Indeed. I feel like we just kind of dove into the very uh beginnings of questions so like I would love to I've only ever done this once with another um person but I would love to have you back for like a part two as well Mm -hmm. so we can like dive into more of these, because there are some of like the more funny, strange questions that I'm sure you get asked a million times, Mm -hmm. but I would just love to cover that. And also like how we know each other on like a a third string level to Mm -hmm. the universe. And like, would you be down? Would you do that? Yeah,
1: totally. I'd love to come back for more podcast time or do something on IG Live or whatever. Ooh, and I, we have got
0: to do an IG Live. That would be so fun. That would be
1: great. We have to keep it very PG on the IG Live, but I, that would be right. great.
0: Right. Okay. Well, if, just for now, if Confidants want to find you for part one of our conversation, uh, where can they find you?
1: Yes. Please follow me or check out my main site, which is losangelastominatrix.com. Yes, and Everything is virtual right now, so matter doesn't where you are, um, and then you can find me in all the usual places on for, uh, you know, Instagram, TikTok and Clubhouse. I am the Justine Cross. <gasps>
0: bitch and then clubhouse oh hit me up on the clubhouse i'm gonna find you i'm obsessed
1: <laughs> I think i'm following you already oh and then also i'm oh, also I'll on twitter it. as justine plays so um please connect with me there again of course just remember uh, social media has to be very pg if you want to talk triple x you got to go to the main site which again is los angeles
0: Perfect. Okay. Well, confidants, stay tuned for part two because you guys had so many questions. There's no way we could fit it into one episode. So for now, you can go ahead and rate this five stars on iTunes because we gave you a little bit. We gave you just a little. We gave you a tease. We gave you the tip. But we're going to come back for another episode with Justine Cross. And confidants have a fantastic week. Stay tuned for part two. Bye.